the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Silicon Valley Business Connections, brought to you by the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce, where diversity and opportunity are one. From education to employment, entrepreneurship to innovation, this program is your weekly connection to the latest trends and opportunities taking place all across Silicon Valley. Host Carl Davis Jr. talks to the rock stars of Silicon Valley and offers you engaging interviews and insights from local, regional, and internationally acclaimed business leaders, entrepreneurs, and community leaders to help you stay connected. Now, here's your host, Carl Davis Jr. Hi, I'm Carl Davis Jr., and welcome to Silicon Valley Business Connections. I'm your host, but I'm also the president of the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce, where we help all small businesses hopefully become more profitable. Uh, if you want more information about that, you can always go to our chamber website as black to at blackchamber.com. Uh, we have a very, very special guest in today, a good friend of mine. His name is Chris Norwood and he has a company called code writing for kids and Chris Norwood. How are you doing today? Doing well, Carl. Good morning. You want to share with us, uh, you know, co-writing kids or any other things you're doing or, or just tell us who is Chris Norwood first? Sure. Um, well, I've lived in the Bay area for most of my life. I, I enjoy the food, weather, innovation, diversity, and the entrepreneurial spirit of the region. I had my first company when I was 16 and continue to push myself to be, uh, I would say the change that we often hear about. When I think about your question, who is Chris Norwood? I, I realize that I'm a son, a brother, friend, father, husband, a technology guy, and a tutor. So, um, yes, while I am the founder of CodeWritingKids.com, I'm also uh, the founder of Bay Area, tu- Bay Area Tutoring Association. And these are two initiatives that are close to my heart and in my wheelhouse of experience and expertise, so to speak. Well, I like that. Now, I, you know, um, I... Uh... I had a note to myself that said you won some type of an award recently, didn't you, Chris? Yes. Um, yeah, most recently by the Silicon Valley organization, formerly the Silicon Valley San Jose Chamber of Commerce, we were named a uh, nonprofit of the year. Yeah. Silicon wow. Valley nonprofit, nonprofit of the year. All right. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> no, um, it was uh, it's a humbling award to be acknowledged in the midst of all the nonprofit giants that are here. Uh, we are just in our third year, but we're we're continuing to do things, as I mentioned, innovatively um, and just shine a different light on how we can support um, students of all um, of all backgrounds and academic abilities. Because we're, as you know, we're in a, a global economy now, not just a local economy. So our best and brightest students need as much support as those that are the ones that we call that are in a situation called the achievement gap. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a little bit more about that, uh, about that? Because whenever I think of stuff like that, I think about what is the state of our students, all students. But then what is the state that you see, Chris, for black students? Is it positive? Is it negative? What would you say? 
So in the in the Bay Area, it's interesting. It's a very diverse environment, but we have a number of uh, talented students. But when we look at those talented students only in the realm of the Bay Area, uh, we're limiting ourselves. Again, uh, there are students around the world that are competing for Silicon Valley jobs uh, or jobs in the United States that um, now with the with the Internet and and the number of other things going on, we just kind of have to look at it a little bit more introspectively. So when I think about uh, the opportunity that we have preparing our best and brightest in, in the fields of computer science or in engineering or biotechnology or even artificial intelligence, cybersecurity, at the core of that is their fundamental belief that the education system is for them, that um, they have a... Um, a support network that's able to support them and help them better understand the things that they're dealing with academically and and thus the the founding of the Bay Area Tutoring Association. Man, I love that, Chris. You know, I could go on and on talking about how, and Mike and I were talking earlier, because Carl's not here today. We miss Big Papa Carl Welsh. We're talking about the school system and how they could or should prepare you to learn or how to learn because the jobs that are there today, I mean, these jobs may not be there five years from now. What do you have to say about the school system that exists the way it is right now in in California? So, you know, from the outside, it it may look, um, well, let me me see how I can frame this the best way. From the outside, um, our school systems are trying to figure some things out. Uh, The economy is moving extremely fast. Technology is moving extremely fast. Um, and our education systems aren't typically designed to move that way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Technology is just pushing the envelope in terms of what kids are exposed to or have the opportunity to, to research. And our classrooms need all the support that they can get and our teachers because, again, they work hard. Uh, but at the same time, in some instances, the needs of the children aren't being met because of so many different demands of what's going on. And so there's also uh, an onus for the parents in the community and businesses to say, how can we support our school systems, our teachers, and most importantly, our students? Man, that's deep. You know, uh, some of the things you were saying earlier reminded me that uh, when you were talking about cybersecurity, uh, last year you helped produce the first Silicon Valley Black Youth Hackathon. Can you tell us a little bit about that, Chris, and, and what your role was? Yes. So the, the Silicon Valley Black Youth Hackathon uh, was designed, at least in my opinion, it was designed to create an outreach movement for African-American and other students to look at uh, careers or opportunities with computer science, computer programming, and computer technology. We are, we are you know, as African-American people, we are one of the number one consumers of technology, but we're not necessarily the ones that are producing that technology or even the, running the organizations that are investing in that technology. So the Silicon Valley Black Youth Hackathon was all about starting with the early uh, middle school, 16 years old to 24-year-old young adults and saying, hey, there, there's a career in this for you. There's a future. Use your entrepreneurial spirit use your perspective on life, and if we can add the coding skills and the um, corporate America business skills to your repertoire or your resume, then there's an opportunity for you to live in this Bay Area and be successful. Mm, Man, that's important because, uh, 
you know, there's been like a big exodus of, of folks out of the Bay Area. And, uh, you know, some of that could be because of those job opportunities and that education. Is there something you want to comment about that, Chris? Absolutely. Um, there, well, there's an exodus not only for African-American people, but for other people as well. And the reason is that, one, it's very, very expensive to live here. And two, the technology companies are looking for individuals with certain skill sets. And they're getting resumes or applicants from all over the world to come reside in the Bay Area. And while I know that there's a significant interest for them to um, want to hire locally, at the same time, uh, their organizational demands and market demands saying that we need to fill these positions today. Mm. Man, that's important. That's important. Now, before we get ready to go to break, we've got about a couple more minutes. Um, do you have any idea of uh, how we can help those corporations hire locally here? Any ideas or thoughts that you have on that, Chris? Sure. Well, um, well, there's a number of initiatives underway, diversity initiatives. Uh, but at the same time, the, the pipeline starts young in a number of different ways. So besides helping the, the corporations, we need to increase the awareness in parents and small business owners and, and everyone else that has an idea that, you know, knowing that technology is the way with the future. I mean, the top 10 jobs uh, for the future uh, all lean towards some sort of computer science or computer programming um, degrees. And so as we look at these opportunities and careers for the future, we all have to kind of get on the same page, uh, come together and say, well, how do we want to work collectively to solve this issue, including um, the, the schools as well as um, the other nonprofit organizations that pay close attention to these types of initiatives. Yeah, I was thinking about that when you were saying that. You know, that's one thing we've here at the chamber. We've always reached out and said, we're looking for those people. We're looking for those corporations. We're, we're looking for those foundations. We're looking for anybody who really wants to make a difference in our community. And we challenge them to contact us and let us play our part. But they play their part because I believe, like you, Chris, we have some of the most brilliant minds here in Silicon Valley. And once we focus on a problem or an issue, we're usually able to come up with some type of solution. What do you think about that, Chris? I would add to that group um, parents. Mm. And teachers, um, and students, uh, counselors. If if there are students on your campus, if there are children in your home, that they have a propensity to, you know, gravitate towards technology, they have a heads up and they have an opportunity to continue to explore uh, that type of career and or that type of interest. And, and while it may not be the ultimate destination, the fact that they're extremely familiar, comfortable with. And there's a network. Um, I was working with a group of young students yesterday, uh, believe it or not, on a Sunday, and I shared with them, I said, your network will determine your net worth. Mm-hmm. So if you're not looking at who you're hanging around with, where you're spending your time, and that's parents included, you know, you're going to find yourself outside of this 21st century economy heading towards the fourth industrial revolution. Mm. Man, that's powerful, Chris. Um, you know, we're going to probably leave it right there now and we're going to go to break. But we're going to be talking about what's coming up, because as we talked a little bit about the first Silicon Valley black youth hackathon, I hear there's a Bay Area black youth techathon. 
And I want you to share with our listeners, Chris, what's the difference between a hackathon and a techathon? But we're going to do that when we get back from break. You're listening to Silicon Valley Business Connection. We'll be right back. This is Silicon Valley Business Connections with Carl Davis Jr., brought to you by the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce. More information about today's show is available by going to the Chamber's website, blackchamber.com, or call 408-288-8806. Now, back to Silicon Valley Business Connections. Yes, I love technology. <laughs> that was Mike in our production room doing the technology thing. Uh, but the but the beautiful thing about that is that's exactly what we want people to do. We want people to to be innovators of things. That was very innovative. Well, we have a guest on today. We have Chris Norwood, and he's the owner and the creator of Bay Area Tutoring Association and Code Writing Kit. How you doing, Chris? Good. How are you? Well, we left a break, and we were talking about uh, what you did last year with the Silicon Valley Black Youth Hackathon. And we said that we would talk about the, this year's Bay Area Black Youth Techathon. Now, you know, people will hear these terms, hackathon, techathon. Chris, can you kind of like uh, break that down and explain them to us so we'll kind of know what's going on? Sure. The, the uh, hackathon are events, coding events or code fests where groups of individuals come together for sustained periods of time you know, consecutively. Sometimes it's over a couple of weekends, sometimes it's 72 hours, 48 hours, and they just immerse themselves in creating um, new applications, new platforms, uh, and launching new ideas around technology, basically focused on computer coding in in a variety of different languages, whether it's a mobile app, a website, something like that. When you talk about a -a techathon, Again, you look at the last part of the word "uthon" comes from marathon. It's an it's an endurance event, but it and the endurance event is around technology. So when you think about uh, techathon, you think about um, engineering ideas. You think you also include uh, coding. Could be hackathon. It could be a hackathon within a techathon. You think about uh, maker type of events where there is a a challenge where the students come together or a group of individuals come together to solve a social problem over an extended period of time. There's also components of training, whether that's online, in person, prior to the actual event, where the the contestants get a chance to prepare for the event. So Hackathon primarily focuses on computer programming or coding, and then a Techathon focuses on, you know, several aspects of technology. Um, there is the, the natural science part. There is the maker fair. There is uh, the um, artificial intelligence, a number of different ways that you can approach technology. And you just put that into a marathon type of event where kids get a chance to compete for prizes and awards, but more importantly, inspire and spark their interest possibly in these types of careers or academic career paths. Man, I love that. You know, you hit a term, a couple of terms, and I was trying to make some notes. I'd heard before about Maker Fair. Is there something you want to kind of tie Maker Fair to youth at different ages, or how does that work? Or where does, you know, what realm is that, Maker Fair? Maker Fair. So when you think about making, it means it's more of a hands on. When you think about computer coding, you're thinking about a computer, you're thinking about a keyboard, a screen and kids learning a programming language. When you think about Maker, you think about 
um, a number of different tools, hands-on. Um, there's 3D printers. Um, you know, there's lathes. There's a number of different things. It's almost like 21st century wood, metal shop, and technology all combined together. So when you think about making and makers, and, you know, there's some great things coming up in the Bay Area with the Maker Fair. You know, we have a friend um, who's going to be at one, one hosting one of the panels over at um, – the Maker Fair. Oh, yeah, that's Johnny, Johnny Clark. Clark so. Johnny Clark, yeah. I just talked to him today. Yeah, Johnny's going to be doing that, yeah. So, yeah, if um, if you're if the students are, aren't into coding, you know, it's definitely something to look at in terms of becoming a maker or attending a Maker Fair that will really spark the ideas and interest and innovation because uh, our, our children are going to be uh, responsible for solving some pretty complex problems and the combination of coding and the ability to make things or envision what what types of solutions are out there is going to be very, very important. Man, you know, you mentioned that about Makers Fair. You know, um, that's this Sunday, right? Johnny's speaking this Sunday, so I know it's this upcoming weekend. Uh, yeah, we need to get folks out there. It, does it cost to go to Makers Fair, and where is it at? It's in San Mateo? Yes. Um, I, don't, I don't have the information right here in front of me, but I do believe that there is a fee, but it's, it is well worth the experience for parents and and their children of all ages to go out and just experience just it, it's it's fantastic. <laughs> well, I want to I want to delve a little bit more on this Bay Area Black Youth Techathon because uh, what I know about it is that it's going to be I think we're trying to get five different regions, right? We're trying to get uh, Vallejo, San Francisco, Oakland, East Palo Alto and Silicon Valley all to participate and at the end of the day, they're going to provide some winners to go to a techathon. And from that, some people are going to go to the presentation finals, which is going to be at Intel on October 7th, right? And there's going to be cash and prizes, over $10,000 in cash and prizes given away. Chris, uh, explain a little bit about that whole process in those regions and what's going on there. Sure. So as you, as you it's rightly named the Bay Area, um, Black Youth Techathon. So we're looking at the different counties in the Bay Area and bringing together what we call regional leaders or regional ambassadors who work with kids either in some sort of STEM activities, code um, coding activities, or even maker activities. Um, some being hosted at the tech shop and other venues as such as that. There's the, the Green Scholars Program that does a phenomenal job in a number of those different areas. Um, Jack and Jill, um, Folks in their, you know, East Oakland Youth Development Center, the David E. Glover Technology Center. There's just a number of great organizations out there that are working with these students in a number of different ways. And so when you think about the Techathon in the Bay Area, each of these counties are going to send uh, form teams um, from first grade all the way through young adults in different categories. They're going to get the opportunity to be trained or introduced to a number of different technologies or opportunities. So, again, to start opening up their minds around different ideas and different possibilities to connect, to better connect them to Common Core state standards and the things that they're learning in school in preparation in a community that's safe, that um, they see other children such as themselves. And, and when they get together and get the chance to explore ideas, I can tell you from doing the Black Youth Hackathon last year, um, incredible ideas and magic happened. I do want to add one story that one young lady last year who won the uh, Silicon Valley Black Youth Hackathon, she reached out to us a couple of, maybe about three months ago and said that she was changing her major 
from business to computer science. And wow. All because she had taken taken part in the Silicon Valley Black Youth Hackathon. So we know these types of events do work in inspiring children to consider computer science or computer programming or even computer engineering types of careers. Man, I love that, Chris. And, uh, you know, we did this presentation to uh, city officials in Oakland, East Palo Alto and San Jose. And Larry Reed, who's the city councilman in Oakland, he loved the idea. So Larry's trying to help us produce what we need to do in Oakland. And we have a good friend as a mayor of East Palo Alto, Mr. Larry Moody. He's on board and Olatunde, I guess, with Street Code Academy in East Palo Alto and uh, with uh, Councilman Charles Chappie Jones in Silicon Valley with Johnny Clark. I mean, we're just excited about all these people coming which is a great segue saying we're looking for more what volunteers. We're looking for people who have a heart for our youth and want to come and volunteer. What would they expect to do, Chris, or how would we get these volunteers? Well, I believe that, you know, blackchamber.com has a section on their website that shares uh, about the black youth techathon where volunteers can sign up. And from the, from the last couple of events that we've done, volunteers get a chance to come out and one, share their expertise in terms of their careers and their interests because these kids are looking for uh, stories and, and role models and mentors and, and just really insight into what, what does it mean to be a technologist or a computer programmer or an engineer or a scientist. They, they also have the opportunity to network, meet other professionals like themselves, like-minded professionals who care about community who care about um, the future of Silicon Valley and San Francisco Bay Area and the students that reside in the area. It, it's an amazing opportunity for the adults, the parents, the, the computer professionalists, and even just the business-minded folks because students have to do public speaking. They have to write a presentation. There are a number of different things that volunteers can get out of participating in each of the regions in this type of event. And they can see all this stuff if they go to blackchamber.com when we get our website up there that says it, that has a nice link. So they can actually see a link. And uh, I love the fact that Aaron Gordon, who should have won the dunk contest last year at the NBA, Aaron Gordon's mom and dad were there and Aaron played a big part in, you know, donating dollars and and trying to help the youth. And and, and I got to mention something very special about Intel because Intel has stepped up. Michael Green, who's a vice president over at Intel, they've stepped up and said that they want to help support this. So they want to have it at their campus and um, Saturday, October 7th. But there's also something else, Chris, I want to get out. Something that would really just touch my heart, uh, uh, Mr. Ben Barry. He's one of the few, if not the only African-American in the world who manufactures drones. He's going to be one of our keynote speakers. Is there anything else you want to say about that, Chris? Because I want to challenge other people, other listeners, other corporations, other foundations, anybody who's listening to this, that they can be a part of this. Is there anything else you want to share with them, Chris? Because we got about a couple minutes left. Absolutely. There, we have an amazing opportunity. Silicon Valley, San Francisco Bay Area, the innovation that occurs here, unfortunately, is not reaching all walks of society. Mm. And we're talking about even some of our highest performing students as well. There, the the emphasis on. Um, a college experience isolated from an actual internship or um, event type of experience is is, is uh, archaic. There, 
our our education systems and our corporations and our nonprofit organizations, as well as our agencies of government, need to continually to find ways to collaborate on behalf of the residents in the area. Otherwise, um, I, I put it this way: I, I commonly say I have two children, both high performing academically, mm-hmm. and I want them to have the opportunity to live in the Bay Area. But not necessarily in my house. <laughs> so, in order for them to be able to do that, uh, opportunities, um, networking, um, collaboration, a number of different things need to occur in a in a uh, collaborative space versus in a vacuum. Um, we mm-hmm. have to we have to break down these silos for this transformation to occur. And the Bay Area Black Youth Techathon is is one of the ways that I believe that we're going to continue to be able to do that. Man, Chris, that was really, that was wonderful. Well, we're almost out of time, but uh, I want to thank our guest, Chris Norwood from Bay Area Tutoring Association and Co-Writing Kids. And I want to challenge uh, uh, all our listeners to become partners or volunteers. Um, And at the end of the day, you know, if you want to learn more about this or know more about it, you can go to blackchamber.com. And until next week, I'll just say stay connected. You're listening to Silicon Valley Business Connections. Mike's like if Mike likes it, Chris, it's good. <laughs> You've been listening to Silicon Valley Business Connections with Carl Davis Jr. and brought to you by the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce. More information about today's show is available by going to the Chamber's website, blackchamber.com. That's blackchamber.com. Or call 408-288-8806. That's 408-288-8806. Copies of our podcast are available online at blackchamber.com. If you would like to know more about a specific guest or make recommendations for upcoming guests and topics, email info at blackchamber.com. Keeping you connected, Silicon Valley Business Connections. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.